This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All white there. All white at the back. How the devil are you this evening? Oh, that went went a bit high, didn't it? How the devil are you this evening? Are you feeling a bit better after yesterday? (sighs) Don't get me started again. Don't get me started. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. This is where you can watch us. And if you want to listen on the podcast, where you can listen to us. On your favourite podcast platform, if you are listening, uh, or obviously on YouTube, if you're watching. Talking to podcasts, apparently 
I upset somebody last night in the post-match show when um, we were looking at the Leicester-Liverpool result that I may well have um, likened um, Scousers to people that, I don't know, possibly Nick Tyres. I may have said it. I may have said it. Who knows? Who knows? But apparently I did because I got an email today from the gentleman uh, to whom it may concern. I object vehemently, not just objecting. No, 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 no. That's not good enough for him. He's objecting vehemently to Chris referring to Liverpool's, to, sorry, referring to Liverpool as thieves and robbers. That's Liverpool, not Liverpool supporters. Oh, apparently, I'm calling the town Liverpool thieves and robbers. It's a particularly poor and an aisle thought out. It's obviously Liverpool. Can't spell. <laughs> An owl thought out narrative which perpetuates a pathetic stereotype. Have a go at the team by all means, but slagging the city and its inhabitants highlights how biased and ill informed you really are. Now, I'm sorry, you know, you by all means call me biased and you know, ill informed. You're a Liverpool fan, that is your prerogative. You can say that. Um. I shouldn't be that I think them thick and stupid. You've come on to a Leicester City podcast just after you've beaten us in a penalty shootout when we were three one up. What did you expect? Did you expect them to say, Oh, Liverpool were wonderful? They weren't cheating at all. The ref wasn't biased. You didn't elbow one of our players in the face. You didn't nearly break another one's leg. Liverpool, well, is that really what you expected me to say? Because if you did, mate, you are as thick as pig shit. And that is as simple as, if that is really what you expected. As I replied to you, thank you for your email and watching the show. I'm sure you didn't expect us to be full of praise to Liverpool. Unfortunately, we live in a woke world now. Well, if you say the slightest thing, you upset people. I am sure there were Liverpool fans at the ground last night who were upset at the singing during the game. For those of us of a certain age, it's called football. Why weren't you watching a Liverpool one? And he replied, thanks for your ignorance. But I can spell. That's the difference. I can spell. T-Y-R-E-S. Try to engage in debates. And in re and I'm return, not in return. I'm return. I get woke agenda thrown at me. And oh, hang on, it will mention to his many Leicester City friends. Hopefully, they'll seek an alternative podcast. Maybe, maybe all your Leicester City friends will go and listen. I don't know to a Liverpool podcast, mate. I just think, really, you've just summed at Liverpool people up there, and I think I'm going to have to play this for you. <laughs> nothing, nothing more. Words fail me. Words fail me. David, good evening. How the devil are you? Static, good evening to you, sir. How the devil are you as well? We would have got you if we could have held out against Liverpool. Um, to be honest with you, we did well against their um, B team. We didn't do well against the adult team, um, you know, the main team. And we've got a manager that just makes stupid substitutions. Um, Chris Maisie's laugh. You know what's even funnier is that Maisie is obviously a Man United fan. 
like laughing, laughing at a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Some irony in that, really, isn't there? Welcome along. It's the football show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Scott, good evening. I better be nice to you. I don't want to upset you, do I? <laughs> oh, I won't worry about that, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you're not you're not one of these pansy Liverpool fans, are you? No, definitely not. Less than three three. I mean, they, they they were the city of culture, let's not forget, in two thousand and eight. Oh, well, that's it, you know, at the end of the day, um I just I don't get supporters nowadays. You know, I'm still relatively young myself, but I still know the heritage of, of a lot of clubs and things like that. And, you know, banter is just part of being a supporter. Um, you know, I have plenty of banter on various other podcasts that I, I get involved in and things like that. So where that Liverpool fan's coming from is just laughable. I mean, I do, don't think he could have listened to the whole thing because obviously we had Doug on, who was a Liverpool fan. And I did actually say well done to him. Well, that's it. it even even during the podcast as well, you mentioned about, um, you know, Liverpool's background and things like that. And Doug took it in his stride. He's used to that sort of banter and things like that. It's just certain individuals that don't mm. seem to get, uh, you know, banter these days. Every, uh, everything everything is up for criticism all the time. Yeah. I just don't get the going on a Leicester podcast and expecting, <laughs> you know, Leicester to be, to, to be uh, not, you know, not annoyed at Liverpool when you've just knocked us out of the cup on penalties. But, um, but no, as Static said there, we were very unlucky. We we didn't. We got what we deserved um, because of the manager we've got, I think. Uh, Static, a very Merry Christmas to you as well. Hope your bells well and truly jingle for you, mate. Um, and I've got my Santa hat on because I feel like Santa because I only come once a year as well. Hey, <laughs> bum bum. Um, <laughs> hi, Ankit, how are you doing? Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well and to the Watford Way. Good evening, sir. We'll have to get together. I shall write you down now. We'll have to get together because we've got each other in the cup coming up. So if you're free sort of around that, we'll have a get-together either before or after the game if you are free, young man. And uh, and a merry, very Merry Christmas to you. I hope, um, I hope you can fill some stockings up. Rich, good evening, sir. Man United fan, how are you? Um, come and commiserate with us. Neither of us are in the last four of the Carling Cup, but... You know, as 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 Man City say when we talk about the Community Shield, it's just it's just friendly games, isn't it? It's only it's only a tin pot cup, you know. <laughs> Long time no see, Rich. How are you? Um, people people will talk about us, you know, Rich. Don't people will talk about us, and it would probably be a Liverpool fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right, so a bit different tonight, um, because we're going to get um, we're going to rate the players on their season so far, and it's going to be very interesting because we haven't got or we haven't had a very good season, so I don't know how high the scores are going to be. Now, 
Craig might be popping off in a, a popping off, popping on uh, soon, but I have got his. Uh, Brad and Josh, unfortunately, was uh, having to work late. Um, either that or he's gone out for a Christmas drink, and I don't blame him if that is what he's done. So we're going to go through them. Uh, with me and Scott, and like I say, I have got the... Um, somewhere here, this, I've got it there uh, for the scores. Right, so are you ready, Scott? Well, I'll give it a go. See how we get on. <laughs> it, it can't, it can't, we can't upset anybody doing this, surely, can we? <laughs> uh, I think we'll have a good go. Let's put it that way. I'm <laughs> sure we will. Somebody's saying, Are oh, you not a true Leicester fan if you've only given him three points? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't, you didn't used to go to Yeovil on a wet Tuesday. I remember when the times were bad. Oh, god, you know, let's just have a listen to this. Have you first. been naughty? Oh, nice. Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of our players have been naughty. Some of them have been nice. Um, we're going to start off with um, Mr. Albrighton there. Mr. Reliable, uh, Scott. What do you, what do you, in fact, I should have put, I should have, I should have put you that side, shouldn't I? But I can't move it now. What, what, uh, right. how would you, what would you vote for, for Mark Albrighton? Uh, see, Mark Albrighton, he's had a very indifferent season. Um, it is not the calibre of player that he used to be. Um, no. But his performances that he has played for us this season haven't been all that bad. So on that, Alone, I'd go for a six. You you would give him a six. Let's put a six right in there for you. And is this going to work? Yes. Look at that. Wonders of modern technology. Um, it, yeah, I know. Um, and let's have a look. And by 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 means by 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 all means, if you're in the um, if you're in the chat, give us your your thoughts as well. So Scott's gone for a six for Mark or Brighton. And you know what? I could have done with this on the on the other screen, but never mind. Um, Albrighton. Now, Brad has gone for a four, which I thought was quite low for, for Mark Albrighton. Um, Josh has gone for a six, and Craig has gone for a six as well. It, it's hard because he's not he's not a regular player this season, is he? He's not a starter. No, he's not, and I'm quite surprised. I can understand where Brad's coming from because, like I say, he has been played out of position and and you know when when you do look at it he, he's one of them players that at the minute he seems to be playing rather more of a wing back role or a right back role because of our, our frailties in defense and things like that um but i think that's slight a bit harsh in in my personal opinion sorry brad <laughs> now, this is what we're here for in fact, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to get a calculator out because I've realised I've got to try and add these up, and I'm no no good at maths. Um, what 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 was me, um, Ankit? Please please explain. You've confused me. Um, feels so weird. There is no game tonight. We're so used to it off lately. Indeed. Um, I'm I'm actually going to give him a seven. You know because I think when he's come on. I think he's like last night. He had to come on, and we know, you know, his defensive role's not his, his main role, and you know, he, he doesn't necessarily sit comfortable in it. But I think he he, he comes on, and you know what you're going to get with him. Definitely, you know, it, 
he will give 110%, albeit mm. it's probably not to the level that we expect, um, especially the quality that we've seen from him in previous seasons. He's definitely one of them players that, um, like I say, th- throughout throughout the seasons, he's been phenomenal for us. So to have him, um, to have him more in a defensive role, it doesn't suit his his playing style. Um, no. So yeah, but I, I think that's the. Um... Just bear with me one second because uh, young, young, my, our, our young Craig is, is struggling to find the link. Let me just. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, I think I may have emailed it to the wrong per- person. <laughs> it's that sort of sort of day I'm having. It's Christmas. I've been I've been at the sherry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but you know he does. He, I I want to be honest with you. I didn't used to like him coming on playing that defensive role. I always thought there was a a, a penalty in him. Um, but he has he has got better, and you know he is becoming a bit of a utility player, which will obviously extend his time. But uh, it does give him a um a, an average of five point eight there. So and no, that wasn't me. Um, we mean dancing, or do you mean actually talking there? And Kit, <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. Right. Um, let's go on to Daniel Amarty, uh, Scott. Um, who's kind of gone from villain to hero, really, hasn't he? It's been a dark horse, excuse my terminology, but he's been a dark horse this season. Um, He's one of those players that he's never really had regular game time within the the team itself. So Mm -hmm. for him to be given the opportunity that he's been given, I think he's done really well. And I think he's been head and shoulders above majority of the players that have played in defence this season. So for me, I would give him um I'd give him a nine. I really would. Wow. Um oh, let me just put a nine in there for you. And let's bring bring in the old wise owl. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Craig, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. How you doing, Chris? How you doing, Scott? I'm good, thanks, Craig. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you very much. Just looking at that, I, I, I wondered if I'd come into the right show because I just heard that you gave a Marty nine. Is that right? Yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> you've, you've set the bar high there. Well, you obviously, uh, and what I can do now, just so I don't get confused, because you did give a six to all Brighton, which was pretty much uh, across the board there. Um, but um, you obviously think nine's a bit high. Just a bit high, yeah, because, uh, well, you know, you've got nowhere to go from there. So I'm guessing that um, that he's going to be quite high up in Scott's um, thinking for player of the half season. So uh, I've left myself a little bit of wriggle room. So what would what are you going to give um, Daniel Amati then, Greg? I think I gave him a seven. You did indeed. Yeah. By the way, can I just say now that you are here, yeah. you can obviously change your mind if you want to. Yeah, I've just I've just written down and reminded myself what I uh, what I went for. To be honest. <laughs> and yeah. in fairness, Brad went for a six. I went. Uh, sorry, Josh went for a seven, and I can't take you out of my list here because you're in the centre, and it won't let me delete it. Now I've got to be honest with you here. 
I was never Daniel Amati's biggest fan, although I, I do feel he was sort of unfairly done by. But it's kind of our number one, our number one defender. Let's be honest, he's our only defender at the moment, isn't he? And I, I think when he's come on, he he hasn't let us down. Um, and I am agreeing with Scott because I was going to give him oh. nine as well. Wow. Um, whether he is my player of the season, we will have to look at yeah. in a second, but uh, well, later on. Um, and that gives him an average of go on, uh, go on, uh, Craig, you're the mathematician. <laughs> That's got to be what is it? Is, what just over, just over eight? Uh, 7.6. Is it? Yes, so I'll give you that. That was that was a good guess. That was a good guess. I'm having, I'm having to use a calculator, so I'm not I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, I know. I just I just think when he, when we've called upon him, I mean, yeah. you know, it's a shame that he couldn't come on last night instead of um, uh, what's he called? Vestergaard. Vestergaard. Him, him as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, and, or, or yeah. No, I agree. I I, I think he's mm. done really well. I just didn't go as high but I no I, he's not let anyone down I don't think this season when he's come on I think he had a couple of games where um he was overplaying a little bit and he gave the ball away a couple of times but when he's been asked to do the basics of just defend then mm. uh then he's done a really decent job so um yeah. I think as well, I don't think he's a right-back. I think he struggles yeah. when he's in the right-back role. But I think the centre-back role suits him more. Yeah, and I've noticed on a few occasions that he's quite he's quite vocal. It's almost like he's grown a bit more confidence over mm. the past season and a half uh, since he's come back from injury and got more minutes on the pitch. That, um, that he is more vocal and, and sort of shouting and, uh, and trying to organise players around him. So he's... He's done a really decent job this year, this season. And and he, Scott, he is still young. I mean, he looks like he's like coming up for retirement, but he's actually still a. Is it early mid twenties? Yeah, I think he's about twenty six, to be honest, Chris. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, to me, he just seems as if he's one of these players that, um, like Craig has uh, said, he, he he he's not really had a look in him because of injuries. Um, to himself and other players, it, it mm. being put in the right back role was was more um, more of a struggle for him than what it was being in a centre back role. Since he's been put into a centre back role, he seems to be one of these players that it has grown in confidence with the more minutes that he's played. He's it, it just seems more of a natural centre back rather than he is a right back. It's 27. I didn't think he was that old, to be honest with you. But uh, it was, it was it just had his birthday. Yeah, I think so. And if anybody that is 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 watching uh, comes up with these silly names and puts these silly comments in, you'll just get blocked. Um, so uh, you, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. And I see it's happening on a lot of channels. TM, have you have you got a note again? This is you're always <laughs> late these days. What have you? What? I'm not asking. I'm not. Just send me your note later. Just send me a note later. Um, just before we move off, Daniel Amati, we can in January we can change the squad, the Premier League squad, can't we? Yeah. Would, 
Would you guys, because I can't, Rogers has come out and said we haven't got that sort of money uh, to go out and be paid, you know, buying a lot of people, so we can't probably go out and buy Tarakovsky. Um Would you not give Benkovic a chance? I mean, we are literally so short on players, and you think they're coming back and, and they don't, and, you know, COVID's going about, and the, um, then you've got illnesses that they seem to... I don't know what Brendan does to them on the training pitch. We've got this brand-new facility, and they seem to be picking up more injuries at training than on the pitch. And uh, at least he, <laughs> at least he's a, he's a defender, and he, he can be in that position. Um, for me, I think, you know, Brendan and the, and the coaching team are seeing him every day. Um, week in, week out. So, and we're not, we're not party to that, obviously. But, mm. um, I don't know. I, I mean, if he, if he's showing any kind of form, then I would imagine he's going to bring him into the squad, um, just to cover numbers. But what he can't yeah. do is leave himself blocking uh, gaps for returning injured players. No. So uh, he has to be no. careful of that. Obviously, he's got to leave gaps for. James Justin and uh, and Fafana to come back into it. So um, so he just has to handle that a little bit. It, it, you know, if Benkovic comes in, then someone has to drop out, I guess. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I mean Scott, I mean, we, we don't know when they're going to be back. Um, if they're going to come back, um, Justin and Fafana. And we're expecting a hell of a lot from them because you look at, you know, Pierre, has, you know, you guys have been saying when you've been sending your votes through, Pierre has not been the same since he came back and he's injured again. You know, Evans, we don't know when he's going to be playing. Um, you know, Castagna's not been the same since he come back. Madison's, it's taken him 10 weeks to probably get back into sort of the form that we know that he's capable of. By the time that's with Justin and, 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 um, and Fafana, your season's virtually over. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very hard to try and um, scale how the team is going to perform, um, especially with injuries to various different players. Like you say, that they've they've come back and you've almost expected them to be at the same level as what they were before they got injured. Um, unfortunately, it's not worked out. You know, realistically, it was never going to really work out with these players. And they're going to need time to get back into the fold and um, get minutes in the legs. Um, yeah, and just get back to a, a normal uh, Premier League level. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, when you look at it, the likes of Fafana and with James Justin as well, as you've mentioned before, Chris, um, there is so much expectancy on them. But I think fans have to realise that uh, it's going to be sort of possibly April before the, we start seeing the performances that were there um, at the end of last season from them. Well, yeah, I totally, totally... Well, you're agreeing with me, so I'm obviously going to agree with you. Um, Harvey Barnes, Craig. Yeah. Um, I gave him uh, a five. Um, disappointing for me so far. Mm. Um, what I've not seen from him is um, development. I think you know, if any, anyway, you know, he, he went back a little bit. Obviously, again, as we've just been talking about, you know, players coming back from injury, 
Um, it does take them a little while to get back up to speed. But even saying that, I've been a little bit disappointed in um, his his game development in terms of his movement, um, his appreciation of a game of of runs off the ball that he should be making more. He, he has these little bursts when he when he when he bursts into life and he can do something. But I'm not seeing him. T- look like someone who's going to take that next leap uh, onto a really, really top-class Premier League consistent player. And I think that's the word that that we haven't got from Mm -hmm. Barnes yet. Obviously, he's still young. Obviously, he's coming back from injury. But for me, he needs to show more consistency and uh, to get him a higher mark than five at the moment. Um, Josh went for six, um, as did Brad. Scott, Mr Harvey Barnes. I'm going to agree with Craig, to be honest. I think he has been very underwhelming. I think he has had very, he has had a couple of games, especially recently, where he has um, he has contributed quite well. But I think, in general, when you look at uh, last season's performances and since he's come back into the Leicester, Leicester team itself um, this season, he has been very under par on a couple of occasions. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see him. Um, progress forward a bit more. Um, taking on defenders a bit more would be um, something that you'd expect from Harvey Barnes. Um, apart from that, yeah, that, that's as much as I can say. Is it, I mean, <laughs> we, we love this game, don't we? Because you know, we all, we all see things differently. Um, that 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 you know, you could you could put sort of four 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 fans in the, of the same team in the same room, and they'd uh, they'd, they'd come up with different uh, arguments about the team all the time. I I thought when he's been played, generally speaking, he's one of the few players that actually does attack the um, the opposition and. Doesn't always maybe get his end product right, but he does have a go uh, uh, at the defence, and it's something that when he's not playing, I think you know we, we've struggled with. Um, not his best season, obviously, but again, <laughs> you'd have to say that, you know, no, you know, as a club, we're not having a better a best season. I'm going to give him seven. I've got to be honest with you on that, guys. Um, so I'm not I'm not a million miles uh, away from what you're thinking. Um, but that gives an average. Go on, Scott. What is it? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. It's <laughs> five five point eight. Um, for uh, so exactly the same as a Marty there. Uh, Albright, sorry. Now then, ah, oh, TM cooking. What 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 we having? <laughs> what what have you cooked us? <laughs> to- toad in the hole. Cockle. I had to get, yeah, I, I had to get towed home the other night. But then again, Ratty and Molly were pissed. Boom, boom. <laughs> Have you Never opened mind. your crackers early, Chris? <laughs> yeah, January. I've been yeah. using them all. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come to you afterwards, Craig. With this, I'm going to go to Scott first for Mister. Bertrand, as I insisted on calling him when we first signed it, free signing from Southampton. I thought he had a really, really, really good pre-season, to be honest with you, but he hasn't really carried that over um, into the season itself. Um, Played four times so far. 
no clean sheets and uh, and and no goals, as we found out last night. I I think that says it all. To be honest, the fact that there's no clean sheets every time that he's played, um, you know, in the fairness, though, that, in... that that that's that's virtually the whole team, isn't it? When you think about it. <laughs> Yeah, but he's just one of those players, like you say, at the pre-season, he did look as if he was going to be very menacing um, mm. and he was good, He looked very promising. Um, and unfortunately, he's just, he's been everything other uh, every time that he's been on the pitch. I, I've just felt, you know, th- there's a goal that we're going to concede from him. Um, it has been very, very abysmal in my, in, in my opinion. So for me, I will go for a, a generous two. A generous two? Whoa. Um, can I just say, I don't think Ryan Bertrand is going to act, but just I'm at it again. Ryan Bertrand is necessarily going to top the polls tonight. Um, Craig, I have a mm. feeling you're, you're not so far off that. Well, that, I think that's an understatement, Chris, to be honest, because uh, exactly the same, <laughs> too. I think. Uh, this is probably the only time that uh, Ryan Bertrand will ever be mentioned in the same uh, sentence as Meza Ozil and uh, Aubameyang. Because what it looks like to me is someone who's managed to get himself a lucrative two-year contract and that's it, I'm done. Because I've not seen anything from him that makes him, makes me believe that he wants to put in a shift or he wants to put in a crunching tackle or anything. He's going through the motions for me. And uh, at this level, you can't afford to have people going through the motions, taking any kind of money out of the, out the mm. club, to be honest. Um, I've been just really, really disappointed with him. I thought he was a good signing. Um, so he duped mm-hmm. me as well. So, um, yeah, just really disappointing. And two, as you say, is quite generous. Well, it's a popular score because um, Josh has given him two as well. <laughs> Brad's given him four, and I'm I'm really. <sighs> I thought when we signed him, I thought, as we said, that he was a really good. I thought I thought to be honest with you, he was going to be the bargain, the bargain by for the of the, of the whole window um, that, that we got him on a free with his experience and what have you, and and in the preseason games. Whether it was the fact that we were playing lesser opposition, I don't know. He just seemed that I thought it was going to really fill that gap. He had that experience that we didn't have because Wes Morgan had moved on and um, um, Evans was out. But it just—it's it, just not happened for him, has it? And, and I, I am very, very disappointed. And for that reason, I'm going to give him a three. Um, and, I, and I'm and I'm being generous at that because he had a couple of good games pre-season. Mm. Um, anybody want to work out what his average is? <laughs> I think it might be two. Two point two. Yes, mm. <laughs> very good. Um, Scott, come to you first for this one. Timothy Castagna. I mean, again, as we do with all women, when we're looking at a defender, we've got to think. They've they've not played that many games. Uh, Castagna's he's been very hit and miss this season. Albeit mm. he's been he's had to play on both wings, um, and you, you kind of expect that from him because of he, he can still fill the void on the left hand side of the pitch. Um, 
But he's been very underachieving um, again to how he was last season. Um, but I still feel he has had a couple of half decent performances. Um, so that I'm going to go for a six. A six. Craig, um, he promised so much. He's, you know, a Belgium international. He's actually played 14 times and he started mm. 11. Has he suffered from being in the back four problems that we've got at the moment? I think so. And I think he, you know, he's not managed to nail down a, a regular slot. You know, he's moved all over the place. He is Mr. Versatile. Um you know, he could even play up front, to be honest, with that shot that he had uh, in the Newcastle game that Schmeichel kept out. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, for me, what I do like about him is I don't think you can ever accuse him of not putting in a shift, uh, Castagna. Yeah. Um, he, he likes a tackle. He, you know, he'll get kicked, he'll get elbowed, headbutted, whatever. He'll get up and he'll go again. Um and he and, and he, I, I like his aggression. And uh, for me, he's been one of those who has um, not always had his best game. But as I say, you can't you can't mark him for for lack of effort or putting in a putting in a shift. So um, he's dropped down from his his high standards. But then again, from um, from being stuck in that uh, in that shocking back four and being moved around and coming back from injury himself. Um, mm. So I agree uh, with Scott again, and uh, and it's a six for me. Right. Um, well, Josh and Brad were agreeing on this one, and they both went for a seven. Um, and I think he hasn't done a lot wrong when he when when he's coming for us. Um, I've got to be honest with you. So I did say no half, so I'm going to have to go seven as well. So, um, only, only because probably he's played more. Sorry, it's about 7.7, 7, then is it? No, oh, you, you, you're ahead, you're ahead of no, me. You're ahead of 7. me. I don't know. I'm 6.6, but I'll give you yeah. 6.7. Thanks, <laughs> you get an extra point for that. Thank you. Um, ah, well, is he going to go in January? Um, or are you going to stay, Craig? Let's stick with you for Mr. Chowdhury. I don't know. I think I think it will depend if they get a decent offer, to mm. be honest. Because, you know, he's he's here as a squad player, but he's not getting a lot of minutes, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think uh, Brendan wants to justify the money he's spent on Samari. So, uh, so Chowdhury's been pushed down the, the pecking order a little bit. Um, I think he probably should have played a few more minutes, you know, particularly games where we need a bit more pitch coverage than Samari is giving us at the minute. Um, but, you know, really, because he's not had that much pitch time, um, it's a four for me. But I think if they get a decent offer, I think they would let him go. I, I know Brendan mm. tries to be fair to players and, you know, if they want more pitch time then, then and he can't give it, then if they get a good offer, I think he'd let him go. Uh, and, you know, it depends a lot what happens to Mendy as well. I mean, he could get an yeah. offer for Chowdhury and bring Mendy in and Mendy stays until the end of the season, you know. So um, um, I think it's definitely a watch this space, but it's uh, just a four for me for Hamza. 
I, I thought, to be honest with you, with um, uh, um, Mendy being left out of the, the Premier League squad, um, that we would have seen more of Hamza game time. Um, yeah. Personally, I prefer Mendy, but I think he, he's had enough and I can't blame him. I think he wants to go now. Uh, which is a shame because last season, I, I, you know, he was one of my players of the season because I think he again he came in and did a solid job when he was asked. Unfortunately, he's always going to be compared to Indeedy. But Scott, um, um, yeah, I've been disappointed. We've not seen more of Chowdhury. I uh, I have, but in the same context, to me, Chowdhury is a bit like how Indeedy's been this season in the sense that you're kind of expecting a a penalty decision to go against him or a, a tackle to go in and him getting, um, you know, sent off or something like that because he's got that mm-hmm. in him. Uh, Chowder is one of these players that he's very... He, he likes to get into the, into the opposition's face and he's not afraid of a tackle or anything like that. Um, yeah. I have been very disappointed that he's not participated more within the season I think that um, like Craig's alluded to I think he could probably cover more ground than what Samari has um, has put in Uh, so for me just on his performance alone I'm going to have to agree with Craig with a four with a four well, Brad um, went for a three, and like I mean, he said there, lack of game time. Uh, Josh went for a three, and I've got to give him a three um, for the couple of games he's played. To be honest with you, um, go on then, Craig. <laughs> on that one, oh dear, that looks like about a three point three. Oh, you know, I tell you what. Scott, he knows his maths. He's only one off here and there. You know. Oh, now then, I, I think we're going to we're coming to one or two of the 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 more be- players that have had a be- better half season. Mister Patson Dacker, our new signing, Scott. Let's come to you first with this one. Uh, what do you think of Mister Dacker? I've been very very impressed with him. I think he's is is almost a Vardy like sort of player. Um, I, I know he's got his own way of doing things, but the way that he presses the ball, the way that he seems to have a good touch on him, um, he's not afraid to run at defenders neither. But it's also his, his reading of the game as well. I, I believe that he's, he's a younger version of Vardy, and I'm convinced mm. that um, given more time and you know, another season within the Premier League, you will start to see um, Patson really progress. Um, hopefully, no injuries. Um, but yeah, I, on, on that, I, I'd definitely give him a nine. I really would. You're giving him a nine. Uh, Craig? Mm. Um, well, I'll, I'll put my score in first. So I've given him an eight. Um yeah, I've been really impressed as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of not so good games, and, and it tends to be when he's started. Um, although he started, uh, and played, started and played uh, very well uh, yesterday, um, and and like Scott said, I, I I've been impressed with his appreciation of the game uh, mm. and appreciation of 
an awareness of players around him. He's not selfish. You know, when there's a an opportunity to for someone in a better position, he'll he'll play it. And I think in many ways that's something that is that you see more on the continent. You see it definitely you see it a lot in in players who have played in Spain. Um, but also in Germany as well. I, th- I don't think they have that necessarily that single-minded mentality that they need to be the one scoring all the time. So he has had a couple of opportunities where he could have uh, taken a shot on, but he's but he's seen players in a better position. And uh, if we'd have done that, uh, if other players had done that in a couple of games, we may have a few more points on the board this season. I'm thinking particularly at uh, during the Villa game. But for someone coming yeah. in, you know, we talk about sometimes it's not easy to get up to speed with the Premier League. Um, no. But I think he's he's done a fantastic job so far and uh, and deserves high marks. Yeah. Um, to say hello to Charlie. How the devil are you, sir? Um, welcome along. Um, well, I mean, you, you, you've got to expect that it's going to be a high points. I feel like I'm strictly come dancing here, you know, <laughs> or nine or whatever they, however they do it. I don't want. Are you going to do the American smooth, Chris? What 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 is an American smooth? It sounds extremely rude. Uh, no, if if you don't know, then I I thought you were telling us. I thought you were trying to tell us that you're a bit of a Strictly fan, but uh, no, no, I, I can't stand not. it. No, <laughs> I know that. Yeah, <laughs> they should never have taken off come dancing. I think they just had to do. They couldn't. They couldn't have that now with the name, could they? Let's be honest with you. <laughs> now, Pat and Dakafer gets two eights off Josh and uh, Brad. Do you know what? He he must he must have looked at that game last night, and he must have turned around and went, "Sod off, Vardy, will you?" I mean, he keeps thinking that, well, oh, maybe next, you know, we start Vardy start, and then Vardy comes along and carries on scoring, and you're thinking, "Oh, the poor poor lad," but he is going to be. Um, we know Vardy's replacement, and um, you know, I can see the roles reversing very much, like you say, so not selfish at all. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's there. I mean, who oh, I can't remember what the games have been so so often and, and so bad just recently, but um, when the ball was passed to Newcastle, he scored against Newcastle, didn't he? And he, yeah. he literally had followed up with play, and it's been a long time. You know, quite often you see that we'll have somebody in the box and he's got nobody to pass to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Daka would run up and got it. And when was the last time you can remember a Leicester City player scoring four goals in one game? Um, yeah, I'm going to leave that one with you, Chris. <laughs> I don't, I can't remember. It was certainly not in our lifetime. Yeah, that's, I think we're, we're talking black and white days. We might have even been talking the the black shirts with the uh, with the blue sash over. I'm probably going to be quite controversial here, but I love this guy to bits. I'm going to give him a ten because I I think you know he's maybe had the odd bad game, but then then who hasn't? But I just think for everything he's done for. You know, when he's come on, I say the four goals, you know, against a, a top European team, uh, his unselfishness, I am going to give him a 10. And I'm going to, I'm unanimous in that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just uh, thank God when they invented cal- uh, calculators. 
got to be an 8.8, hasn't it? Whoa, any ah. advances on that, Craig? No, I'm, I'm resting on my laurels now. Uh, <laughs> 8.6, Scott. So not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, and the scary thing is, I do reckon there's more electronic wizardry goes into one of those than to the ship that put man on the moon. That's very, very scary. Craig, we'll come to you. Mm. Kieran Dewsbury Hall, breakthrough player. Um, a great prospect. Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, you talk about players seizing the opportunity when it's given to them, and I think he's done just that. Um, I thought when he came on a couple of games ago, there was a few passes that went astray, but the fact was he was getting his head up and trying the passes. You know, he was trying to progress the game. So I think you can forgive a few passes going astray. I do like the fact that if you watch him off the ball, he's always having a look round um, to see what's going on, where where players are, where his own players are, but also where the opposition players are. And that's something that you see the top players doing. You know, Yuri's doing it all the time. If you watch Yuri mm. off the ball, they're always looking where to have an appreciation of where the game is. Uh, and for him to be doing that, at, uh, I know he's not young, young. I think he's, what, 22, no. isn't he? So it, it's about his time to make a breakthrough. But he's uh, he's made the most of it. And, uh, and he does look a very, very good prospect. And... Adds a little bit more grit in there as well. He, he seems to enjoy the challenge, uh, the physical part of the game as well, which is which is great for me. And I think he's got all the makings of a real box-to-box midfielder and there's not many of those around at the moment. Um, uh, so I've given him a seven. A seven. Um, he's 23. Um, he, he, I mean, he went on loan, Scott, to, to Luton last year, won their... But I think they won, he won every award that was going, mm. to be honest with you. Um, but look, he's, he's, he's played seven games um, so far this season. Um, I don't know what they are doing on the Premier League website, but he, he's played seven games anyway. And to my mind, I mean, you know, the chances are, if, we, if, we, if we've been honest, Scott, we could be losing Tillemans. And... I, I, I've been that impressed. I think he, he, he's a natural successor. See, KDH is one of these players that I've been following for quite some time. Um, last season, especially at Luton, every game that I saw him play, he was just... His management of the game and things like that has just improved so much, especially being at Luton. Um and then to come into a Premier League side and to put in the performances that he has been putting in, albeit a couple of stray passes like Craig has alluded to. Um, and, you know, he's still he's still learning the game. He's still... Um, it, there's still plenty of improvement in him. And I think um, if we do end up losing Telemans anytime soon, then I do see KDH taking that role within his stride and, and still being able to put out a decent performance. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Craig on a seven. I think he's, like I say, he's had a couple of um, a couple of times where he's not quite been at it, so to speak, but that comes with experience and, and being within the Premier League itself. 
I, but I think you know, if he, as I say, you know, he could look at any player and say, you know, they've, they've not been there hundred percent of the time for in every game. But uh, as Andrew says, there, good after, good afternoon, good evening, Andrew. How the devil are you, uh, future Leicester captain? I can see that. To be honest with yeah, you, uh, it, it's almost like what would you say, Craig? Like a like a quarterback in an American game of football. No, that seems to, to be an absolutely uh, silly and preposterous uh, type of <laughs> analogy, uh, Chris. Uh, I don't know where you get such, uh, such folly. So, so, some old geezer told it me once, and right, it's okay. just stuck with me, you know. Um, TM Dance, um, I don't know what you mean there, but I haven't got my poll set up, so I, know, I can't fool you, I'm afraid, but... See me afterwards. I'll give you my. Uh, I'll give you my private room number. Right. Um, I am going to. I mean, KDH. I mean, you know, you know when you get got three. You know, you know by your three initials that you're going to be good. Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I think he, he he's been great when he's come on. The the best praise I can give him is he's put a couple of the more experienced players on the pitch to shame. You know, with his effort and in wanting to go forward. And I hope that doesn't get, you know, coached out of him. I'm giving him a nine because I do think he has burst onto the scene. And I think if it wasn't for Tillemans, he, we'd be getting a, a lot more games. I, I really do. Um, Josh gave him an eight and Brad gave him a eight as well. So we are looking at there. Anybody? 8.2 mm. Craig, he's not going to go now He's had a couple of good runs and he's staying ahead, aren't you? you yeah, he's quitting ahead I'm, I'm stuck, yeah 7.8 7. Now, we've got Craig's favourite player coming up here And I think before we get on to um, Mr. Mr. Evans I think we should just take an extremely quick break <laughs> Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yeah, please, if you are watching on YouTube... Click that subscribe button, smash the likes. It really, really does help the channel grow. And if you're not watching on YouTube, get onto YouTube. It's Letters Till I Die TV. Please, as I say, give us a subscribe, and we really would appreciate it. Um, let's just see a couple of uh, comments here. And my here we go. Um, Red Devil Studio, good evening. Is how the devil are you? Um, shout out to the panel. It's been an underwhelming season for Leicester so far. I think you've been very polite there. <laughs> you could you could call it a lot worse. You really could. Um, but be careful you don't upset anybody, you know, when you come in on you know, when you talk about <laughs> other teams, you know. It's, you've got to have been in earlier, Red. I'm only joking. Uh, Ant, good evening. So are you home in one piece? Welcome along. How the devil are you? We are not very good at the old football. <laughs> well... I don't know, Craig. Are you good at old football? I'm quite good at young football, but um, that's uh, that's another story. But your favourite player, Craig? Let's start with yourself. And uh, I tell you what, let's let's just I've got I've got to, I've got to do this really for Craig when he's talking about Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. Um, 
as I say, you know, a player who has already got in his head um, the fact that he's going to get a statue um, because he he poses for it on a regular basis. I think if anyone's seen the Bobby Moore statue at Wembley um, with him posing there, I think with the with one foot raised on top of the ball, I think Johnny Evans pays homage to Bobby Moore virtually every game that I've seen him play so far. Um, talk about slowing the game down. Um, that that now will just be called, ah, oh, they've done a Johnny Evans. Um I think the problem is that he you've seen, although we've not been tight at the back, what we have been seen since he's been out is the fact that we move the ball a lot quicker and we transition quicker from back to front when he's not been there. Um, because he, he plays to this sort of textbook football that he's seen the diagram and until the players align with the diagram that he's seen, he refuses to release the ball. I mean, it's it just does my head in and uh, uh and yeah he's a good defender yeah he scored a couple of goals for us recently as well but my god he slows us that must have stuck in your core craig uh, i know <laughs> i know i'm sure he chased one of them to try and put his foot on it before it went over the line um you know i think yeah good defender but for me the game's moved on and he's not he's just slowing it down and i find it very frustrating uh, over. <laughs> and dare, dare I ask you your points? Um, I've given him uh, a five. To be honest with you, I think that's very generous. You just pulled the poor lad to totally to bits. But I think five at the end I of all that is... where it was due. He's a, he's a decent <laughs> defender. It's just when he's coming out with the ball that he just... I don't know. Maybe it's something like the dome. Where, where this force field has come down and he's not allowed to cross over it. I don't know. <laughs> Scott, is is, is is Craig hitting the nail on the head? Or, I mean, we'd have been lost without him this season, wouldn't we? I don't think we would have been, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm very much in agreement with Craig. I think he's one of those players that, uh, you know, you look over his career and things like that and he, he's done some tremendous things. But, um, uh, you know, with his injuries... Um, with his uh, slowing the game down. Um, and also, the, the thing that annoys me with the Johnny Evans is that it is almost like a, a second captain to Casper, and there seems to be an animosity between the pair of them at the minute. Um, I don't know whether either of you have seen that, but every time that Evans seems to be on the pitch, there always seems to be... Um, uh, a misunderstanding between them um, but for me on his performances alone I'm going to have to go for a three I think he's been that poor Okay uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that um, Well let me just say that, that Brad, Brad has given him a six Josh has given him a, an eight um, well, excuse me. An eight. An eight. Yes. I think he's been on the whiskey. 
Jeez. <laughs> you sure well, I mean, Anderson... three and you just it looks a bit like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check. <laughs> no, it, 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 it actually got me wondering now. Hang on, he did type it. He did type it. So let me just uh, let me just have a look, Josh. Where are you there? And who are we talking about? Evans, aren't we? Um... I've actually got it wrong. <laughs> Would you believe? <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing? Apologies, um, Joss. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got. He's given six. Right. He's given six. I don't know uh, where I got uh, eight from. Uh, he's given six the same as Brad. Um, I must have literally typed that completely wrong. Let's just have a look. Uh, good job Evans. someone's checking up on you, Chris. Eight. It is, it is, yes, eight and eight. Um, you've, you've really got me wondering now. Um, so, so, well, can I just say, I, I was thinking eight for eight for him, if I'm honest with you, <laughs> but I don't now. <laughs> no, you put eight, Chris, because to be honest, I'm looking at the scores you've given and I can't believe we're not in the top four. <laughs> yeah, because be everybody's playing seven and upwards for you, most of them. No. Not Ryan. Yeah, he doesn't play. But those who are playing <laughs> regularly are playing great. I, th I think it's not just the fact that whether we're winning games, it's the performances they're putting in in, in those games. Um, I'm just poking you with a stick. I know you are, and I am replying to you. <laughs> and just because you've poked me with the stick, <laughs> I am going to give Johnny Evans eight. So... <laughs> <laughs> Only because I know it will make absolutely no difference at all. He's just I'll tell you what, no one's guessing this percentage. <laughs> well, it's not the lowest. Um, it is the second lowest, 5.6. And I've got to be honest with you, um, he, 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 I think I think he's been... It's just, I, 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 I think we've struggled. I think when he plays, I think when he plays, I just, I think he does bring a bit of confidence to the back four. He has got the experience. And I guess, Greg, what you see as him stood on the ball is me maybe thinking, oh, he's looking for some, you know, who he can pass it to and kick it upfield. There's different things. But I, I honestly think we do look better when he, when he is playing. That's why Chris, it's a can game I just say, opinions, Chris? <laughs> Go on, Scott. Can I just yep. say, yep. Um, with Johnny Evans, I'd, I'm not a statistics person myself, um, but I bet if you look at the start of the season to when he's been involved in, in the games themselves, how many times we've conceded from a corner and things like that compared to the likes of other defenders, because I'd be, I'd be very, very interested on stats alone to see how he's fared because I believe he is one of the main reasons why we have conceded so many goals from set pieces. But would you say that's down to him or the fact that he is doing what he is told to do? We know that the defence was doing zonal marking, which they haven't for the last couple of games. And all right, you know, we, we, we struggled with Liverpool, but we, we lost two defenders 
God, I don't know who we're going to play him. Get your boots on, Craig. You're playing <laughs> on Boxing Day. Um, I, I, I just think the whole zonal um, thing has been bad for more players. And I think they are they are playing to the manager's, the manager's instructions. Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree with you. I'm just saying at the end of the day, uh, I do find that, you know, a, a player of that calibre, that he has shown over, you know, such a long period of his career, mm-hmm. since he's since the start of this season, he's just been a shadow of the player, and I feel that, you know, it, in effect, he should be your second captain within the team, and he's just shown whether whether it's play other players are not listening to him or whatever, he doesn't seem to have that. Um, respect amongst the rest of the players and also with it with his overall game management and things like that it just seems as if it is not of a Premier League level now in my opinion no and you are very much entitled to it um Craig obviously you know you you agree with Scott I do I think um you know, it. I find him frustrating more than anything because he has got the experience. You know, I'd like him to be more vocal. Um, I think we hold a better line when he's when he's playing. I think he does that very well. But it's just that slowing down of the game for me. It, it, and he can ping a great ball. There was one game, I can't remember who it was, but he pinged about three or four left foot sort of 40, 50 yards out to the wing. Um, but he... he he doesn't do it often enough. You know, it's like if there's nothing on, that's it. He will literally just stand there on the ball um, like he's playing FIFA and he's got his joystick stuck or something. And it, it's just frustrating, you know. Uh, I think he's just fully glitched. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, he's frustrating and, and that that shows in the mark that I've given him. That's fine. Apparently, American Smoothie is a dance. American Smooth uh, is a dance. It is. Yes. Um, maybe that's going back to the come dancing and Strictly conversation. It is um, indeed. Just, yeah. just shows you see you obviously being a Strictly fan. I can see you in your, uh, you know, in your diamond and and, and uh, pearls and or every dancing. Um, You've got no idea what I'm wearing from the waist down. Uh, i could guess but i have a feeling i would be miles off (laughs) um craig we'll start with you this time and i have a feeling that this guy is going to come the end of the season asked to leave i mean what does the guy have to do you know he, he, he finished last season top goal scorer okay daka came in but him and vardy brilliant at the top probably kept us in the fifth place uh, where we finished and yet that uh, you know Rogers says no I know that worked for us but I'm not going to do that at all I'm going to go back to one striker Galecci what what do you say yeah, about Galecci? well you know I'm, I'm going to keep this fairly brief because uh, I've seen that we're, we're over an hour in and we're not even halfway through the list I think mm. we haven't seen him I think that's the bottom yeah. bottom line of it you know um He's a great player, but we know that he's a player who needs a run of game. So last night when he came on, he was a little rusty. The ball wasn't sticking. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't warrant anything higher than what I've given him, which is, which is a four, basically because we know the potential he has, 
but we haven't seen him. So he's got a four for me. Yeah, I'm going to um, fill fill the other guys in uh, while we're talking to say speed it up a bit. Scott? Yeah, I very much agree. I think you can't compare um, to the Iniacho that we do now. So for me, I will go for a four as well. Yeah. I'm going to go for five. Oh, I'm going to go for four. I'm going to go for five simply because he has got the odd important goal. You know, the English Super Cup. Let's not forget that uh, <laughs> that he uh, that he won us. Um, <sighs> 4.6 for him. And I can say there's a lot of these players. It's not because they're necessarily bad. It's just we, we just haven't seen them, have we? Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah, you we know. haven't seen enough of them. Yeah. Luckman, um, let's fill. Josh has gone five. Uh, Brad has gone five. Scott, what do you think for Luckman? Start this season. I thought he was I thought he was going to be very very successful for us, but I think He's just died down and sort of, yeah, or well, he's just been left out of the team, sort of thing. Um, for me, I'm gonna go for a five. Uh, Craig, uh, well, it's fives across the board here. Um, mm. I, I'm a little bit disappointed that we haven't seen him down the left hand side much. Um, that's where he looked really dangerous for Fulham and, um, uh, and it's almost like he's being used to fill a gap because we've got nobody else to fill the gap on the yeah. right-hand side. So he's not getting his opportunity down the left. And I think before we make a full judgment on him over the season, I think it'd be worth him getting a bit of a run out down there, particularly as Barnes hasn't been tearing up any trees. Um, I think he deserves um, a bit of a run out uh, down the left-hand side to see whether he has got anything about him. Because I think playing down the right, he's been decidedly average you know in a game he can be fantastic and then disappear for 15 minutes so i think fives mm. across the board is is pretty uh what he deserves he did you know and, and i was i was being careful what i said because under looked good at the start and we all know yeah. what happened there but i think i think the fact that barnes plays on the left is what's mm. keeping him on the right to be yeah. honest with you I agree. um would i buy him I honestly don't know at the moment. Um, like you say, you know, at the start, he seems to play better when he comes on rather than when he starts mm. a game. Yeah. Um, not not unlike a certain Mr. Gray, but I'm going to have to agree with you guys. And at the moment, it's five because I, I, I want to see more from him. Mm. Um, now Chris, then, what I'm James... frustrated with, sorry, mm. that is, um, but what I'm frustrated about is, is the fact that, like Craig has alluded to, You've got Luckman that played last season for Fulham on the left-hand side. Now, I've been saying for quite a while, why don't we swap the likes of Harvey Barnes and Luckman to the opposite flanks? Because Barnes has previously played for the likes of West Brom um, when he was out on loan and things like that on the right-hand side. And I think it, it might give us a whole new, different attack, almost, so to speak, because Barnes can play on the right hand side and he can cut in and he can deliver a good cross with his left foot with his left foot. Very quickly, Craig, would you could you see Vaughan's on the right? Um I'm not sure. It, it might be the first time I've disagreed with Scott, to be honest, uh, tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not sure to be honest, because he looks also like a player who likes to cut in 
you know, most of his goals is when he's cutting in on his right, his finishing is is a lot stronger on his right. I think you may just take something away from him. I think this is the problem, though. We're we're trying to force people into into positions where they're not comfortable, and we I don't know how many people we've tried out on that right wing. Uh, we know that he would ideally want uh, a left-footed right winger uh, to cut in. Barnes may be able to do it. There's nothing there's nothing wrong in trying him and and seeing how he does and seeing whether he can adapt. And it may force him to adapt his own game, to be honest, because we, we've already alluded to the fact that he, he seems to be getting stuck in a bit of a rut, Barnes. Um, so it may well force him to, to look at it differently and, and look where he can make uh, different runs. So there's definitely no harm in... Uh, in, in trying it, no, the pro- the problem is, of course, whoever we get to fill that role, it's oh, is he as good as Mares? And you know, and that that is unfortunately, you know, what yeah. they're, what they're stuck with. But um, maybe we should have stuck with Gazelle. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but Craig, we'll stick with you. James Madison got two sevens off Josh and Brad. Yeah, um, I'm going to nudge him up one and give him an eight. Mm. Uh, I think we were all. I think we all went through a period of being really disappointed with Madison um, when uh, when he came back. He'd, you know, he'd had his injury problems. When he came back, he looked a little disinterested. You know, he'd play in flashes, um, but we've almost got back to that old Madison, and you've got to almost accept what comes with it. So you know, you get a bit of the showmanship, a bit of the swagger. But he's doing it on the pitch on a regular basis at the minute. Um, he's banging goals in. He's looking a threat. He's playing on the half turn that he does when he's playing at his best. And he's they, he was sort of starting to dovetail really nicely with Tielemans, playing a little bit in front of him. And I think that that is his position. And and again, I think he's played better when Evans hasn't been there because the ball gets to him quicker. He's going making space dropping into little pockets and the ball's getting to him a lot quicker than it does when Evans is playing, unfortunately. Um, so for me, I think we're getting back to Madison at his best. He just needs to keep that consistency up. Uh, and he's showing that he, he'll, he'll put a shift in as well. I think he realises that he's got pretensions that he wants to go to the World Cup next year. And he's a long way down the pecking order at the moment, but he's gradually working his way back up and starting to get noticed again. And uh, and we're seeing the benefits. So uh, a, a strong eight for me. Scott, I think we are seeing the, uh, the, the old James Madison back, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are. I think, you know, as Craig said, he, he's very much a flair player. Um, he, he knows how to... He knows how to go on the off turn and... He can create various different chances and things like that. Um, I think the only thing that frustrates me with Madison, and I know it's not part of his game, but I think I'd prefer to see him, especially um, nearer the later part of the actual games themselves, is it is tracking back a bit more. Um, I feel that's probably where he's he is not sort of contributing enough to the team. So on, on that alone, I'm going to go for a seven. A seven? Woo. Okay. Um, I want to start one second, just writing that, uh, writing something down. Um, 
I have to say, I, I have to go with uh, with Craig on this and, and give him an eight. Um, had he been a little bit more consistent, he might have even nudged up into a nine. Because I think the thing with James Madison is you've got to give him the right role. And, you know, like, like you said there, Craig, you know, for me, I think, you know, you give him a bit of freedom. Let him, you know, go for the ball, ask for the ball, go and pick the ball up. And he's a game changer. And we know, you know, that, you know, he, he look at the goal he scored, you know, the other night. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't come back well from injury. Um, but I do believe we are now finally getting, getting our James back. We're getting our James back, guys. Okay, 7.4 for Mr. Madison. Mr. Indeedy. Yes, Indeedy. Um, Josh gave him a blah, 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 six. And Brad gave him a six as well. Scott, we'll stay with you. What, what would you like to give Mr. Indeedy? I'm a bit in between on this. Um, I, I think some of his performances just recently being in in a makeshift centre-back role has probably been his better performances throughout the season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, don't, get, don't take anything away. He is, on his day, a very good central defensive midfielder. Um, but I just feel this season that it is especially with penalties against him and things like that and what he's been asked to do. His performances haven't been quite to the standard where they should be. Um, so for that, I'm going to give him a five. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Craig? Yeah, I've given him I've given him a six, but um, we're definitely not seeing the, the Indeedy that, we, that we've come to know and love. Um, he's done a valuable job dropping in into to centre half. Although I wish he had an afro uh, last night, and he might have got um, uh, a little bit on that uh, on that ball that dropped for the equaliser. Um, Where's Hamza you know, when you need him? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's being forced into a position that um, that he doesn't necessarily want to play. But I thought he, he did it very well um, against Newcastle. Uh, and as I say, he, he, because he's a midfielder, he moves the ball forward quicker. He's looking for a pass quicker. Um, but we know the, the heights that he can get to um, when he's playing in his in his natural position. And again, he has had a bit of a, a few injury problems and I don't think we've seen him at his best. Um, but I think I, 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 he's seen enough of him to, to give him a six for me. And I have to say that I agree with you. Oops, 66 I was giving him then. Uh, so six is apart from Scott's five, and that gives him an average of 5.8. Ah, Ricardo Piera. Now, Josh has gone for five. You'd, you'd almost think it's like two people there cribbing the homework because Brad's gone for five as well. <laughs> Greg, he's it, it, had an unfortunate season, hasn't he? He has, he has. I mean, no, no sooner is he back than he's out again, and uh, hopefully that um, horrific tackle on him the other night um, hasn't put him out for for any length of time. I, I don't know. I've not heard anything today about 
what the prognosis looks like. Hopefully, he went off precautionary, but I mean, a shocking tackle. It just shows you that if you if you come out uh, publicly and have a moan at the referees one week, then they'll be on your side the next week. Although it was absolutely um, mm. ridiculous that there wasn't a red for that, but let's move on from that. Um, but we know again, like Wilf, we know the heights that Ricardo can get to, and uh, and we've seen it in patches. He's had a couple of good games where he, he he's looked back to his best, but I think he's suffering from the fact that we don't have that solid back four. So he doesn't dare venture forward as much as he he may well have done in the past uh, in past seasons because you know that you're you're leaving you know a gap behind. So for me, I've gone for a five as well. For five, uh, Scott. Yeah, I very much agree with the rest of the panel. To be honest, that uh, there's like Craig says, there has been patches where he has um, played well, um, but also, you know, with the injuries that he's is sustained and being out of a team for short periods of time, but quite frequently, it, you know, his season's not quite got going yet. Mm. Um, is it Pepe's Brad's always slating? Yes, it is. <laughs> get get your crash helmets on for this next one, Rich. Good evening. How the devil are you, sir? <laughs> Welcome along. Um, yeah, and you, you see Brad later. You can tell him, and I, 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 I tell him I actually. Gave, gave Perez a nine from him and see what he says. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to come on to check. Um, I feel sorry for Pierre because, like I say, he hasn't had, he hasn't had the game. I'm, I'm only going to give him a four, but that's only because he hasn't sort of, you know, been been injury free. So that is the only reason why, um, and that gets him a four point eight overall. Now. Da, 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 da. Brad has given Iosi Perez a nine. Rich, tell him nine, nine. <laughs> um, Josh has given him a, where are we here? A four. I'm going to save Brad till the end. Um, <laughs> Scott, talk, talk to me about Mr. Perez. <laughs> um, well, I'm a bit on, a bit like Brad on this. He, he's not my favourite player. Um but, you know, I don't think we've seen enough of him uh, in games, to be fair. Uh, I, I, I'm going to cut it short. I'm going to give him a two. Two. Whoa. Craig, what are you going to give him? Um, I'm going I'm to give him a five. I th- That may be a little bit generous. Um, he probably deserves a four because, again, we haven't seen a lot of him. But I think that, I think there's... I think we needed to mute Craig there, didn't we? I don't think he's given a five. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a good player in there, and I think he plays better when he's got play, better players around him, and we're playing more on the front foot because he again mm. he's another player who's very clever at finding pockets of space, but he needs runners off him. I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous, but he'd probably be be a, a fantastic player in a Man City team where he can do that and just pop it off to other players. I think he struggles a bit that we don't have those sort of players around at the moment. Um, and sometimes, again, he's another one of those who can drift in and out of a game, which is frustrating. But when he's on it, I, I think he's a really intelligent player. Uh, and sometimes I don't think players are on the same wavelength as him, but I can understand 
that uh, it can look like um, he's not trying sometimes. Uh, he's not putting yeah. it all in. Um, but I th so I, it, it's generous. But I'll I, I'm going to stick with the five. Yep. Rich says he'll try and mention it early if, if he remembers. Please remember and please just go on and say, Brad, I was on uh, Chris's channel earlier and I thought you didn't like um, Perez. What, what did you give him a nine for? And just see what he says. You can bleep him out. Get your bleep machine ready. Quick quiz question for you guys. Scott, what do you think Brad gave him? Minus ten. Well, no, no, you can't, you can't go minus, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. Otherwise, otherwise, he probably wouldn't have done. <laughs> Zero, Craig, then. what about you? Well, I think, I think if he's gone any less than a two, then he's just showing he's he's really, really biased against him. So I'll I'll, I'll say two. Well, that's what he gave him. I mean, um, okay, I have to be, I have to be saying write down what I said. Now I've, I've gone for a three. I've got to be honest with you there, because there is a player in there, and the question is whether we play to his strengths or not. And I know it's been said loads and loads and loads of times, but he's not a right winger, and he's been asked to play out and fill that role for us. Um, and I think he struggles with the fact that the other players that we've got in his position, you know, because Madison, when Madison's playing well, he's not going to get that position, and he's not a He's not going to get you 20 goals a season. But I'm going to give him three simply because he did a, a decent thing and got sent off, and it meant that he missed a couple of games for us. So just because he got himself sent off, I'm going to give him a, a three. Uh, <laughs> at least I didn't give him a zero, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on, then. What, 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 do, you, what do you think this is? This, this is then, guys, is uh, is average. 2.2. Mm. Ooh, close, Craig. Uh, 2.5. 2.8, believe it or not. Mm. A little bit higher because Craig gave him a five. A five. I cannot, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. Um, I, I, all, all, all you, you've, You've, you've got to have one of these, I'm afraid, Craig. You've definitely got to have one of these. <laughs> That's because I left my bias at the door, Chris. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, three, what can I say? I can say, well, you got, he, he saved us a couple of games by getting himself sent off. Casper Schmeichel. Um, sevens across the, from the, the board from the boys. I'm sure they have been uh, been swapping answers, you know. Um, Craig, we'll stick with you. What do you um, think of Casper's season? Uh, six for me. Um, but that's because I think he's sort of dropped down from his from his his, his standards. I mean, his, his kicking and distribution has always been pretty poor. Um, but I've, I've docked him a little bit because of what I'm seeing now is a lack of dominance in, in the, in the box. Um, he doesn't seem to be the dominant force. He is vocally, but he's not coming out and commanding it enough for me, but what he is, uh, he still remains a fantastic shot stopper. His reflexes uh, are fantastic. And he's made some amazing saves. Um, 
you know, going back to to the end of last season in the, in the cup final. Uh, and even last night, he pulled off a fantastic save. Um, so he's, he's just, it's a six because he's dropped from the levels that he has been. But uh, he's still a fantastic keeper for me. Yeah. Um, Scott? Yeah, I'm very much on the same wavelength as what Craig is, to be honest. Um, it, don't get me wrong, like Craig says, he, he is a fantastic shot stopper, but um, it, the thing that's frustrated me with Casper, especially this season, is he's not been coming out uh, and retrieving the ball as much as what previously he would have done, um, especially within his own 18-yard box on set pieces. That there's been quite a few times that you know you'd expect that from Schmeichel, um in previous seasons. So for me, I'd stick with the six. I was torn on this one because, and I think it's because you mentioned it there, Craig, and you hit the nail on the head. He's had such high standards, and you kind of got to accept that he can't kick for toffee, you know, and it does go out. And then, and and I've not been impressed, as you know, and I've said it so many times, with his, you know, passing it out to Soyuncu or Evans, you know, when you know he should be kicking up the end of the field. But again, it's what he's obviously been told at that point to do. So I can't really blame him for doing what what the manager has told him. But he does, he does pull off those saves, doesn't he? You know, you 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 he'll. There's a worldie in him in every single game, and you know he's you know let you say the the cup final and oh so many others, um, but I, I'm I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight because he has got us out the poopy quite a few times, um, even this season. Um, Twelve plus seven divided by five should have been a banker. Um, 6.8, guys. Bubaku Samari. Bubakari Samari, sorry. Gets a um, four from uh, Josh and gets a six from Brad. Which, let's face it, on, on the Brad scores, it's quite... Um, <laughs> that's generous. quite generous, Scott. <laughs> what are you going for with Bubaka? Uh I'd agree with Brad, to be honest. I think um, he's one of those players that is definitely a box-to-box midfielder. Um, he knows how to shut out uh, opposition in a more central defensive side of things. I don't think it's worked out when we've had the likes of Samari and Ndidi in them positions. I think because they're, they're almost uh, treading on each other's toes um, more than anything. Uh so I think you know a, a fair assumption would be a six. It's Craig, he's not had the season I think most of us thought he was going to. Uh, no, I've gone for uh, I've gone for a four. I have I've been very disappointed. Uh, I think he's shown shown up more now again with indeed he dropping back. I think that is his natural position. I think I've said it on here a few times, Chris. That mm. for me, he's a. a a player who performs better when the game's in front of him rather than it going on around him um, because he, he doesn't track runners. I don't think he has that overall 
awareness of what's going around him. So when he's playing in a higher, more advanced position as a midfielder, players can run off the back of him and and he doesn't show enough desire for me to get back and track back. There's a mm. couple of occasions that I've seen recently for me that it, I, I'm not seeing um, the right level of desire that I want to see in a central midfield player. Um, we talked about um, KDH uh, earlier and, and the desire mm. that he shows to not only get around the pitch, but to put his foot in and, uh, and and I, I'm really, really disappointed. I'm disappointed in his pitch coverage. I think if he's playing deeper, then he doesn't have to do that as much. But I'm not sure I've seen anybody cover so little ground so slowly um, for a long yeah. time, to be honest. I do. This is where I, I start to question um, uh, Brendan, because Brendan said he sees him, I think, as a box-to-box midfielder. He's not. No, you know, no. and and you know, and he also he saw Perez as being like the first line of defense when the opposition, you know, are, are, are coming out. He's he's not so he obviously sees something, but he has shown for me flashes of brilliance every now and again, uh, you know, um, but but not enough. So I've given him a five, which gives him a, a five, uh, average now then. Uh, our Turkish delight friend, is it going to be delightful for you? He was middle, uh, middle in diddling for Brad and Josh with six points each. Uh, Craig, what do you think of Mr. Soyuncu? Um, a disappointing four for me. Um, mm. and again, you know, that might seem quite low, but I think again, it's because we know the level that he can play at, and I think he has suffered with not having uh, a solid defensive partnership around him, whether that's a, a partnership on the left or the partnership mm. to his right as a centre-half. Um, and, and I think he's suffered. His, his confidence looks shot at the moment. He had a couple of poor games and he doesn't look like he's he's sort of recovered from it. Um, but we know, again, much like Ndidi, when he's on top of his game, he's a fantastic player. It's not that long ago that people were saying that he would be the one who the big teams were going to come up and try and snatch up. But he just needs to get back to basics in doing the basics well um, yeah. and concentrating on that on, on that level of performance. So a disappointing four for me. And Scott? Yeah, I very much agree with Craig on this. Um, I think when he does do the basics, he can do the basics well. But I think... Um, What's frustrated a lot of his fans at most has been his way of trying to trying to play these sort of little Cruyff turns and whatever else, um, and also him not really wanting to play the ball forward and is seems more comfortable um, playing it amongst the backs four rather than trying to progress forward like we all know he can and has done in the past. I'm torn again. So you're not going to be surprised, really. Um, we do, like I say, we do know what he's got, but he, he had a bad Euros, didn't he? He had a really awful mm. Euros, and that kind of carried on into our season. And, we, you know, we know 
he, he, you know, in those first few games, I, I, I can't go higher than a four. I've got to agree with you two. Um, it's probably the first time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but 4.8 for uh, Mr. Soyuncu. Luke Thomas, our um, young protege, gets an eight off Josh and a seven off Bradders. Scott, what do you give him? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit torn with Luke. He's, he's a very good prospect. I think he's, he's almost, um, almost to, to a similar standard as what Ben Chilwell was when he was with us. Um, he can be frustrating at times. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with Brad and I'm going to go with seven. Seven. Craig. Um, seven for me as well. I've, I've been impressed with him this season. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, he has got, you know, a little mistake in him now and again. Uh, and he needs to work on his uh, sort of awareness again. Uh, but he doesn't get caught out like he did last season with balls dropping over the top of him as much. There's still the odd um, error in there and, the you know, a mistouch or a misplaced pass or whatever. But what I really like about him is... There doesn't look to be much on him, but he's a tough little lad, and mm. uh, and he does put his foot in. Uh, we've seen it a few times. I think for one of the goals against Newcastle, it may have been the fourth one, where he stepped in and robbed the ball um, that was being played down the line. Um, so he does like a tackle. Like him, you know, he got smashed by um, Jota yesterday. You know, I know that should have been that there should have yeah. been VAR and a red card. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean he doesn't, yeah. you know, but. He gets up and he gets on with it, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, and I like him. I saw uh, an interview with him after the game um, last week. Speaks very well, and I think there's a real prospect here. Um, so seven and uh, seven and upwards. Uh, I think he's on an upwards trajectory. Yeah, I can tell you now. I didn't know this until until my son told me, but apparently his mother is in the group. So whether she watches these or not, I don't know. But I, I think he's an absolutely fantastic player. Hello, <laughs> 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 Mrs. Thomas. Um, I, I know, all joking aside, I think he is. Um, and I think we would have struggled a lot more without him. And I think the fact that you've got a player like, and this is the highest compliment I can give him, an experienced player like Ryan Bertrand, who he is keeping out the side, mm. you know, because, you know, if we didn't have um, Luke Thomas and then you'd got the injury to, to James Justin, you're probably thinking it's probably going to be Bertrand that's, that's filling that position most games. And I think the fact that he's keeping him out, and I think most people would say... Um, would you want Luke Thomas or would you want Ryan Bertrand? And I think we can see from the scores which um, which which way we'd go. So I'm going for an eight, and not just because his mother's in the group. <laughs> um, now, Terry says, here's a quick way to get your average. Take your scores added up and multiply by two, then put the decimal point in. Really? Should we try that? 16 plus 21. Equals okay, so that would no because that would make that 3.7. Oh no, multiply by two. Sorry, Terry. Um, 7.4. Now, if I do it my way, I did it my way. Oh, you wish was you wish you'd got me at the karaoke, don't you? It is Terry. I will give you that. 
it's no quicker than the way I was doing. I'm pressing the same number of buttons, but but thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yuri Tillemans. What can we say about Yuri Tillemans? Um, eight from Josh. Nine from Brad. Craig, your your uh, little quarterback. Yeah, but for me, this is very much much a uh, a Schmeichel scenario. It's a six from me. And that's based on on the heights that we know that he can be. And it's all down to, for me, his injury and the fact that he's not come back uh, at the same level. I think he's still finding fitness. I love Tielemans. I think he's a fantastic player. I don't think we'll get him. I don't think we'll keep him. I think he's destined for, for bigger and better things. I love his commitment. I love that he's a, he's a winner. He wants to win, and that's probably what will take him away from us. Um, but just on the consistency of 90 minutes at the moment, based on the levels that he has been at previously, for me, on half a season, I can't really give him more than a six. Oh, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to disagree on this one, young Craig. Scott, what do you think? I think we are going to disagree. Um I understand where Craig's coming from, yeah. And I understand yeah, with his his yeah. with the injuries that has been sustained throughout the team, but I think Tillemans has just been so pivotal to how we've played on a number of games this season that you know to have him out of the side has been devastating for us. Um, he has had a few. A few games where he's probably not been to his level, and I understand that with the amount of the games that he's he's had to play within the last couple of years, really. Um, for me, I'm going to go for an eight. Right. Um, we are we are a different side. I think we will all admit that when you're is in the team, and. You know, he's, I think he's one of those players that even if he's half fit, he's, he's on your team sheet. Um, he can change a game a bit like a bit like James Madison. You know, um, you know, it's part of that. It's part of that spine of the team that that, and and he's he's, he's got a great goal in him. You know, he's been injured. Um, he's I think he's starting to come back to his to his form. Um, Got a great goal against Newcastle, but then maybe getting a goal against Newcastle isn't the hardest thing this season. Um, Craig's going to give me a look of disgust now um, for what I'm going to do. But I mean, I gave a Marty a ten earlier, and I've I've, I've got to do the same to Yuri. I'm sorry, but uh, I just think when he is part of the team, you know, we we, we just we just look different. We just look different, I and mean, I think we are going to miss him when he goes. Any any thoughts, Craig? Do you think I'm stupid? Well, you're not stupid because, as we've said, it's a game of opinions. I think, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting how many points you'd given him last year when I think he was much better than he's been this year, and and I, I'm just judging it again based on the levels that he's reached. I don't think yes. he's reached those those levels. So there's no way that I could give him, you know, I'm probably being a little bit overly harsh, but there's no Mm. way that I could give him 
that because I know what's left in him, as it were. And he has, no, had, I, a couple of really, I, he has had a couple of really good games. And we are, I mm. agree with everything that you've said. We are a mm. much better t- a pl- a team when he's in there. I just think based on the levels that he's uh, that he's been at, he's not reached them for me and he's, he's dropped off a little bit. I, yeah. I'm, no, I'm sure he'll, I, he'll come I, back. And within, you know, yep. if he stays fit within, you know, if we, we have this conversation at the end of the season, I'm sure I'll be giving him a much higher mark. I mean, totally, totally. I mean, to me, again, another one of those, you know, quarterback type players, you know, <laughs> he, he's, your, he's your captain on, you know, out on the pitch, well, you know, when Casper's in goal. You know, he, so, you Even know, I'm just right, he has a shutout in him, you know. <laughs> but no, to, to me, none of, none, to me, not one of these players has with the exception probably of a March, but only because he hardly played last season, but not one of these players has come up to the standard this season of the did last season. But for me, I'm comparing, if I'm giving one player an eight, then I'm going to give Yuri a bit more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. That, that we look at it different ways and it's all about opinions and um, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. And that's exactly. why we're, we're doing an, doing an average. Now, Mr. Vardy, he, he goes on and on and on. And I say much to probably Dakar's disdain. Uh, Josh has gone for nine. Um, and Yuri has... Not Yuri. <laughs> it will love me calling him that. Brad has gone eight. Scott, what, oops, what do you think? Look, don't get me wrong, Vardy's been crucial, uh, you know, ever since he's come to the club, pretty much. Um, but I just find that tactically he's not, he's still not being being used to the best of his abilities. Um, and I think if you do put him in, as we all seem to agree, that formation-wise, uh, having two up front, best suits Vardy rather than leaving him isolated. Um, so taking that into consideration and obviously the, the games that he has played, um, I'm going to go for an eight. An eight. Okay. Um, Craig? I'm uh, continuing my harsh treatment of people who uh, haven't reached the, the levels that they have been <laughs> before. And I've given him a seven. Um, I think he's been fantastic. You know, overall, and without his goals, we would have really been struggling. But there's been at least three that I can think of games where he's, you know, if we're going to blame people at the back, then I think we have to be fair and blame people up front for missing basically easy chances. And there's three games that I can think of off the top of my head where he's cost us points in important games. He had a fantastic chance against Southampton to give us all three points when he blazed it over the bar. He missed the penalty against Warsaw. Now, whether he should have taken it is another matter, but he did take it and he missed. And again, I think in the away game at Lazio, he had a chance near the end with a header that he didn't hit the target with. Um, And as I say, if we're going to be harsh on defenders, we have to be harsh at the other end of the pitch as well. And say, Mm. if you're not doing the job, you know, then then you have to be called up on it. And overall, he does a great job, and he's fantastic, and he's a hero, and he always be, will be forevermore. But I think, for me, because of those things, that's why I'm probably being a little bit harsh on him. Uh, but 
that's that's the reasoning why I've only given him a seven. I totally see where you're coming from. Um, just going to say hello to Stu Muck. Hello there, Stu Muck. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Leicester, Mr. Trick, a trick not chucking Madison. Arsenal clearly would have overpaid and Tillemans a much better 10 on both sides of the game. Another self-centred egotist. Oh, don't, don't sit on the fence there, Stu. <laughs> you say what, uh, say what you think. Um, I think when we look at it, I don't think Arsenal would have really wanted him. I think it was more fan and paper talk. And I think Ostergaard was their, was their first choice. I completely agree with you here on this one, Craig, in as much as... Um, <sighs> He, he, he has been missing sitters. And the problem I find with him is that he goes missing mm -hmm. in so many games. You think, like, oh, he's already playing. And it's not his fault because he's not getting the service. So I'm kind of thinking, like, God, you know, get involved in the game. But then if we're not, you know, <laughs> passing the ball or getting the crosses through to him because we're messing about at the back, he's not going to, um, you know, he's not going to have a good game. That said... He is still um, third in the. Um, there we go. Let's just bring him up here. He's still third in the Golden Boot. But I'm going to have to agree with you and say seven. And it pains me because, <laughs> you know, he does. <laughs> it doesn't pain me that I'm agreeing with you. Yes, he does, Chris. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> <laughs> it pains me that I'm only giving him seven. Uh, because he has, you know, you say the two goals he got last night. I mean, like, oh, you know, he was so unlucky with, with, with his third. I think had that one gone in, that was it. I don't think Liverpool would have come back from that. Having said that, you don't know with um, with Brendan's substitutions, do you? Um, so he's got... Um, divided by five. 7.8 on the Richter scale. Um and like I say, it's only because of the chances he is missing. Um, but uh, there we go. Now, <laughs> if I hid under the table when we came to uh, Ryan Bertrand and and, and Iosi Perez, I, I think I might have to go to a different town for this one. Uh, Yannick Vestergaard, our 15 million six foot seven monster defender that was, you know, we, we bought in because of Fafana's injury. Um, Yannick, he's got from Josh a generous three, from Brad two. Craig, please um, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, to be honest, I, I, I had him down as a three, but I'm just going to drop him a two the more I think about it. Um, Again, it's just someone who dis disappoints. I mean, mm. clearly Brad sees something in him that he's got two marks more than Perez. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what, what what disappoints me is the fact that, again, and, and, and it's my big bugbear, I think, when I don't see aggression and desire from players. And if you're mm. a defender, you look at every Burnley defender who's probably ever lived they will throw themselves in front of a ball, you know, and do whatever it takes to keep that ball out the net. I don't see it from him. I think even mm. last night there was an opportunity for the for the um I think it was the 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 equalizing goal, or either that or the Jota one, I'm not sure. He was close enough to try and throw himself in front of it, to just lunge or whatever and try and get a block. 
but he stood there. And this comes back to, I think, he wasn't looking too bad in the early games, but then I put it down to that Napoli game where he, he came on, he was brought on, but another uh, masterclass by Brendan in protecting a lead. And um, again, he, he got the ball flicked over for him for the first goal that was scored and, and went missing on the second. So I don't see, for someone who's that big, I don't see any aggression from him. And when I look at it, I think... I think it's a Scandinavian thing. I can't think of many Scandinavian defenders who are um, aggressive, particularly aggressive. Mm. I think they like to try and play football, but I don't see the aggression that comes with them. I'm sure there's a few um, uh, ones that, that people could point out and, and, and tell me I'm wrong, but I, I want to see more aggression from a centre, from a six foot seven centre half. I just don't see it. So um, was, was it him I, last I, night? Sorry, was it him last night? There was somebody that had their hands behind the back hmm. for the last good equaliser and had turned side on, which annoys me. And yeah, I, was, that was, was Vestergaard. That, well, that was Vestergaard, was it? Yeah. yeah. It, it annoys me so much, like you're a defender. Take one for the team, you know. I mean, Scott, I mean, we looked at this, didn't we? And, you know, Bertrand, you could say, well, he wasn't involved in the 9-0 when we beat Southampton because he got sent off after about seven minutes, when it was only 1-0. Uh, that was his probably saving grace. But we all went, we know we had to buy somebody. And I think we all got the fact that, you know, he was, that Fafana got injured, say, on the Wednesday. And by Friday, Vestergaard was in, signed, deal done sort of thing. And I think we all, for me, I was kind of, I suppose, taken along on that ride rather than the fact that we've got a good player for 15 million. And, when I did, you know, I, you know, Craig, you know the guy from Southampton, uh, Jack, and he was he was laughing under his breath when I was asking him when we did a show about it. I, th I, just, I think uh, just to just to just to put another penny in there, I think Vestergaard is a good ball playing centre half. So if you're in control of a game, I think mm. he could do a decent job. He, he had a Someone did a fantastic piece on his performance when he was at Southampton against Man City and his passing out from the back was great. But once he's under pressure and if you're in a team that is inviting pressure on, mm. he's not the man to have in there. And the way that Brendan has been using him is to bring him on to try and close out a game. As I say, he did it yesterday and he did it against Napoli and we gave up two goals in both games to, to essentially draw two games that we were in control of. So, again, a lot of it comes down to Brendan's mismanagement of him for me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so th there was a ball playing centre-half in there, but that works for if you play for Man City or someone like that. If you say, yeah. I'm going to throw him in there and invite pressure on, totally the wrong guy. Cost us the game yesterday, Scott, when he was brought I think, on? I think he was one of a couple of players that cost us the game, I think. Um, <laughs> it, it's never been one that's inspired me since he's come in. Um, you know, it, it to me, he's one of them players that, like Craig has said, and I think you said as well, it doesn't show any fight when he plays, he doesn't show any passion when he plays. Um, and it, it, it's just not of a caliber that I'd expect from a, a 
a, a Leicester playing centre back. Um, mm. So for me, I'm going to go for a two as well. My worry is, do we go? We do need defenders. We mentioned this earlier. Do we go and buy anybody in January? I have heard a rumour that Ryan Bennett's available again for a loan. Um, <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, B. Crom, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Best of God and Bertrand, zero ratings for both. Um, as harsh as Craig there, B. Crom. Scott, one word answer Bennett or Vestergaard? Talk about putting me in a situation. This is Chris's uh, new thing. He's, he's daddy or chips again. He's at it already. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what you, you know, your thoughts are if we had, you know, because I think Ryan Bennett he wasn't outstanding, but I think he was hard done to. But, you know, who who would you have if you had to have one? Oh, well, obviously we're stuck with Vestergaard because we bought him, but. Yeah, it, out of the two, I'd still. I'd, have to say best of God, unfortunately. Right. Craig, you're not getting uh, away probably, with it. I'd probably go with Bennett just because, again, I like defenders to be aggressive and, and actually want to try and yeah. win the ball. I mean, he, you know, there's that one Kane moment tarnished Bennett's whole Leicester career for what it was. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, he, he had many other faults, but again, an old-fashioned defender who, who would try and throw his his body in the way unfortunately he threw it in the wrong way yeah because i would probably say i'd take ryan bennett over yannick vestergaard i could only give him a one uh, i think he's completely um disappointing and i, I just you know I, I thought we'd done a good deal when we got him um you know there's a lot of players that I, I, I would have sooner have bought i, I would have sooner have had um uh, Tykoski, but I don't think we could afford him because I, I don't think we had the money really for Tim for, Cahill. Um, you mentioned for veteran in Cahill, definitely I would have taken Cahill because he, he was a free would only have to pay his wages. Um, B. Crom says Benkovic, we, we talked about him earlier and he may get a chance in January. Now, guys, I'm actually going to leave Danny Ward off this because, um, I don't think, in fairness, he's, he's played one game in the cup, hasn't he? Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I, just... I, I, I gave him a, a basically a made up figure just because of um, vaguely remembering that he played a cup game, and yes. uh, yeah. and to be honest, if you play one half decent game, you're going to be a lot higher up the the rankings than you deserve to be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, and I think you know when you look at you know how few games some of the others have played, it's certainly been more poor Danny Ward. You know, yeah. I expected to see Danny Ward last night, but mm. he wasn't even on the subs bench, so it makes me think he's he's one of the COVID uh, mm. ones. But um, Player of the season now. So we're coming to, we can choose who our player of the half season should be. Um, Josh has gone for Jamie Vardy. And that is a very big Jamie Vardy, isn't it? Mm. That isn't gonna. That isn't gonna work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. This can you not way. put JV? Uh, trust me, trust me. I'm, uh... Don't come here with your clever ideas, Scott. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Is that not allowed? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to have ideas. <laughs> now, should we, should we, should we, should we, uh, wrap in. Here we go. 
There you go, you see? Ah, you have ah, little well, face. There we go. You have little face. And Brad went for Yuri Tillemans. So, um, and I've, got, I've done that one wrong as well. <laughs> tell, talk to me, Scott. Tell me your player of the uh, of the season while I'm making a mess of this totally. I'm um, actually going to surprise a few people on this because I think as bad as our defence has been, I think this player has stood out um, in within the defence. Um, and for that, I'm going to go for... Um, oh, I forgot what his name is now. Great start. <laughs> He's had an unforgettable season. Yeah, he, he has. has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel Amati. Daniel oh, Amati. Is, is that good? Is that good? We, we, we couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Fair dues. Fair dues. Um, I need to wrap that as well, I think. Um, Craig? Well, I, the highest marks I gave anybody, I gave two people an eight. Uh, and that was Madison and Patson Dacker. Mm. Uh, and I think just, I'm just going to give it to Dacker just because um, of how he's adapted, how he's shown that there is potential uh, life after Jamie. Uh, and the fact that he's he's contributing with his assists, I think he's got more assists than any player this season. Um, from what I was looking at the other day, um, mm. in the Premier League, anyway. So, uh, so two players on eight, but I'll just nudge it to Dakar. Now, I I I was torn. I had three players down here for my uh, player of the half season, um, or player of the season so far, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, if you look at my marks, I think you can probably tell who they were, a bit like yourself there, Craig, because I gave 10 to, uh, well, I gave 9 to Daniel Amati, I gave 10 to Dakar, and, of course, I gave 10 to Tillemans. Deciding vote here, then, Chris. It, it is. It is, really, isn't it? Amati... He's only on nine, so I've got to drop a Marty, but he was very close, Scott, so I agree with you totally on that. Um, I am going for... I don't think you can see that as I type it out, can you? No. no. I'm, ex I'm expecting to see Telemans. Drum roll, everybody. Oh, I've Gone for Pat Sendaka in the end, simply because I, I just think he's exciting when he's on the pitch. And it was very close. It, I could have gone either way. but Yeah, I was a bit the same, to be honest. Yeah. F four goals in one game. That just edged it for me. So um, I'm going to say it's been a long one tonight. Yes, you need, you can tell your wife that, Craig. She she'll uh, <laughs> been a while for her, but it's been a long one. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. You're, You're welcome. welcome. And I want to oh in uh, in Tamden there, and I just want to say uh, as well to Josh and to Brad, 
uh, and to the guys that sort of, yeah, you know, like uh, Alan Bennett and um, Brian, who does my match reports. Thank you so much for all your help and support this year. I could not have done it without you. You and your families, please have a great, great Christmas. And I will see you between Christmas and the new year. Yep, thanks, yep. Chris. Uh, I'm going to say, um, sorry, Scott. Um, yeah, uh, Merry Christmas to every everybody who's watched this, whether you've watched it for one minute or sat through the whole show, and everybody who's supported the channel there all season. Uh, and uh, for Scott and Brad and Josh and everyone else who's dipped in, and obviously particularly to Chris, who holds the whole thing together like glue, Um so I wish you all a very, very uh, Merry Christmas and uh, we'll see you again very shortly. All the best, Craig. Have a good Christmas, mate. Take care. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you. And Scott as well. Have a great Christmas, buddy. Yeah, cheers for that, Chris. And Merry Christmas to everyone that has been a part of not only the uh, the panel itself, but everyone that's been on the chat. It's been great seeing you all and being amongst the chat themselves. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Take care, guys. Thank you, Scott. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you uh, after Christmas. Cheers, Chris. Take care. Bye. Take care. All the best. Have a good one. And thanks to Scott. Thanks to Craig. Ah, two hours. Rich would have been proud of me if he was still here. <laughs> it's uh, it's Christmas. Yeah, two days and Santa's come in. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. <laughs> Guys, have a great Christmas. Thank you for all your support. If you've been watching it on YouTube, thank you. On Facebook, Twitter, thank you as well. Please, as I say, don't forget to subscribe. And if you're listening on the podcast, honestly, this absolutely blows me away every time I see it. 14 over 14,000 plays in 13 months on the podcast. It, obviously, what it tells us is that you prefer to listen to us than see us. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. We cannot all be the, the old silver fox like Craig or the young, technical, handsome one like Brad. So you obviously prefer to listen to us. 14,000 on the podcast. It's amazing. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on Google. Just search Less Little I Die podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Have a wonderful Christmas. I do hope Santa comes for you. Hope he fills, um, empties his sack and fills your stocking and that you get what you want. And here is to a lot better new year as well. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>
is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.